Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and this is Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today we're talking about the spiritual causes of disease. Um, a lot of it being our subconscious thoughts and beliefs that are a base of uh, our illnesses and keeping us sick. Our guest, Dave Barnett, also known as Dave the Mystic or Mystic Dave, depending on which way, uh, what part of his social media you're looking at, will bring us into the world of subconscious to examine the root causes of disease. These may elude both traditional Western medicine and different forms of energy healing and medicine. Dave's work uh, takes us into many different spiritual planes with a variety of connections to help his clients release the blockages. Now, Dave has a really unusual background. He's, he's an engineer and rocket scientist, um, but been in the healing industry, or industry, I call it healing modalities, really, for what is it, 35 years, I believe. So yeah. I'm going to ask you to, I'm going to ask Dave to bring us on that journey of how he came from being an engineer and rocket scientist to a um, psychic and medicine healer. Welcome sure. to the show, Dave. I really well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Um, it's been an interesting path for me. Uh, looking back, I can see the logical stepping stones to get me where I am today. If uh, I'd seen those same stepping stones in 83 when I embarked on the path, I probably would have run from the room screaming. Um, it, it's been uh, quite a change. Um, I started out as a, a child uh, of 10 in fifth grade, and I discovered electricity and electronics, and I just knew that I had to know everything about it. And I proceeded through school and ended up getting my bachelor's and master's degree in electrical engineering. And uh, after uh, college, I, I worked at General Motors for a couple years and got tired of Michigan and GM. And I moved back to Wichita, where I grew up, and worked for Boeing for a couple years and found I really didn't want to stay in Wichita. And Martin Marietta from Denver came through in 1981. And uh, I hired on and moved to Denver. And I've been here in Denver ever since. Uh, wonderful place. So uh, the big key thing uh, that happened to me, I, I was open to psychic stuff. My mom and I tried it out when I was in junior high and high school. She became an astrologer. Uh, but the real turning point for me was uh, in 1983, I went back to Wichita for my 10th high school reunion. I ran into an old friend and uh, he asked if I'd become an electrical engineer like I planned. And I said, yeah. And he said, do you think it's possible to change things at a distance? And I said, well, what do you mean? And he kept asking obtuse questions, wouldn't get down to it. And he finally said, look, let me take her to my house after the picnic. I want to show you some things. Well, we went to his house. And the first thing that uh, he showed me was uh, we walked up to the electric meter on his house. And he pointed to it. And he said, do you see how fast the wheel is turning? And I looked in it. And yeah, sure enough, I, I can see how fast it's spinning. And he, he points to the electric meter and says, now, and the electric meter slowed by a third. 
And he said, I did this in my mother's house a couple months ago, and her bills are still lower. Uh, well, <laughs> that's that's pretty interesting uh, because, you know, what are the odds that a, an oven shut down while we were just standing there at that exact moment? Uh, pretty slim. So we go inside, and he has a little black and white TV on rabbit ears, and he turns it on and puts on a channel that's just snow. There's no transmitted channel. And he points to the TV and says, now. And he tunes in a station. And it's like, wow, this is uh, this is getting very interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, we went over to his radio. He's a disc jockey, so he had a very fancy stereo. And it had volume uh, meters for left and right channels. And normally, when the sound gets louder, the needle goes up. That's pretty logical. He said, you see how the, the needles are moving with the music? And I said, yeah. And he points out and he goes, now. And the meter needles go out of phase with the music. So when the music gets louder, they go down instead of up. And it's like, wow, okay. The next demonstration, we go out and we sit in this car and he starts it. And this was conventional ignition. His, his hands are off the controls. His feet are off the controls. And he said, I can stall cars. And he, he goes now. And the car actually goes down and starts faltering. And then he let it come back. He said, I can stall other cars in traffic. And it's like, wow, this is, uh, again, even more impressive. And so we ended up going down to his FM radio station, and we went into the room where they have all the meters for the status of the, the transmitter. And there was one digital meter, and it was reading 99.6. And what that meant was that 99.6% of the 50,000 watts that that transmitter produced was going out the antenna. And he said, I can lower the power some. He said, if I lower it too much, I'll trip the station off the air. It thinks that there's a, a problem. So he said, I'm going to lower it some. So he said, you see how it's stable? And I said, yeah, it was rock solid, 99.6. And he points that in, he goes, now, and it dropped to 99.2. Well, four-tenths of a percent of 50,000 watts is a whole lot of power to command on power of the mind remotely. And... Uh, in all the years I've been doing this since uh, the early 80s, uh, I've rarely come across anybody who has this kind of power that it works every time. It works on big scale. You don't have to wonder, am I really seeing an effect or not? You know, is it is something really wiggling underneath a, a glass where somebody's <laughs> yeah. trying to get a little spinner yeah. to change? I mean, this was big stuff. So it, now, let it, me ask you, though, as a scientist, because yes. you're basically a scientist and you're watching this. Yes. I have to ask, what was going through your mind? Because well, frankly, you're in a yeah. sure world and you're looking at mystery, really. I was open to the concept, but here I was being confronted by it. And I really felt like the, the big hands of God had come down and said, Dave, here's a demonstration for you. You being an electrical engineer, this is all electrical phenomena. You know it can't be faked. So what are you going to do with the knowledge? And uh, that's what I did next. I came back and said, okay, this is uh, this is reinforced doubts I was already having about the explanatory value of electrical engineering and physics uh, about how the world works. And so this kind of put me on a path where I said, okay, I'm seeing the next level. I, I really have to go dig into this. And so I got very involved with uh, energy healing through therapeutic touch, and I had a number of uh, wonderful experiences in there where they they gave uh, evidential results uh, in things like diagnosis or treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got involved with meditation groups. I got involved in uh, 
a group called the Tibetan Foundation that was channeling Ascended Masters. And uh, I also got involved in some groups that were doing psychic development uh, training. And so I just started with that and just kept moving forward. Excuse me. And then in uh, 1999, in channeled readings, uh, I was getting a lot of push uh, from spiritual beings. You need to move forward. You need to to, to up your game. And uh, I left Lockheed in 2000. I went to a small renewable energy company. And while I was there, I continued to get these messages. And, and uh, I started meditating intensively in 2002. And I sort of set a goal where I said, um, I'm going to work towards enlightenment. I, I don't know what that is. I don't have a guru or a teacher, but and it may not happen in this lifetime. I don't care. That's what my goal is. And uh, they started downloading from spiritual plane different practices and exercises I should do over time. And I started doing those. And then in uh, 2003, I won some contracts with the Air Force for research and development. I left the company I was working for because a voice came down in my head and said, you have all the time you need. You have all the money you need. Go learn everything you can about healing. And I spent the next four years uh, intensively studying uh, a whole lot of different modalities. So I picked up in total about 10 healing modalities. Um, I had two years of psychic mentoring from a Denver medium. I even went to acupuncture school for two terms and just decided that wasn't for me. But a lot of a lot of experience and a lot of gifts started coming through. Gifts were you, like were you still working as an engineer and a scientist yes. at the same time? Yeah. And yeah. your your head didn't explode. <laughs> no, I found that uh, I can step very adroitly between left brain and right brain. And uh, along the way, when I was working out, Martin, I picked up two more degrees. I picked up a degree in psychology and then a master's in computer science. Yeah. And uh, I found, you know, my my uh, bachelor's and master's degree had an emphasis on bioengineering. So I picked up anatomy and physiology. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, my dad was both an engineer and an Episcopal priest. Uh, my parents divorced when I was 11. But um, So this I, has been I, blended in your life, your whole life, really. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I've done an awful lot of reading on what the early church was actually all about, what it was like. I've done a lot of journeying to go back and talk to the spiritual figures back then. So when people come to me, it's, it's helpful to have this gray hair all these years and all this experience. And when people say, well, I'm not sure I can buy into this, I say, okay, what's the problem? And and if it's a spiritual issue, I can discuss it. If it's a physics issue, I can discuss it. If it's a biology issue, I can discuss it. Um, <laughs> I've kind of been there. And uh, mm-hmm. my, my library is over 800 books now on uh, wow. all this material. And so uh, I've just crammed a whole lot of uh, facts and figures up here about metaphysics and uh not only and, metaphysics, and, and, but and a lot of experience. Yeah, yeah, pretty much every other modality, scientific as well as. Yeah. So um, you look at um, you look at disease as having a real spiritual base to it. Frequently, yes. Yeah. How did you get into that part, or did you just have people coming to you or medical? Well, I, I've had you know clients coming to me for healing ever since the early eighties. And uh, I did it kind of casually back then as more friends and family and an occasional you know, regular client. Because um, it's hard to hang out a shingle that said Dave the Healer while I was still an engineer working out at Lockheed. Right. Uh, I had to be careful to keep those two worlds separate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just started learning things over time. Uh, the subconscious, uh, I really like what you know Bruce Lipton does uh, 
with the subconscious and can just hurt, you know, the molecules of emotion and all that. Uh, you do have a whole lot of processes going on in your body all the time that you're not aware of. And um, I look at the subconscious. Uh, the subconscious naturally wants to heal you. And it wants to heal everybody, wants to take care of things. And so a lot of my healing is looking at what does it take to get the subconscious in a place where it's ready to turn on the go juice. Now, I know it can do it very rapidly because uh, a couple things, and I use these as examples with clients. Uh, there are people out there with multiple personality disorder. Uh, they actually have other personalities that emerge. And they found that in some cases, these folks, as fast as they change personalities, they can go from being non-diabetic to diabetic. Or as fast as they change personalities, they can go from normal vision to needing glasses. And um, so that's a, a very good indicator on how fast your brain can control your body. Another great one that I saw, it was a Greg Braden uh, short video clip. It was from a Chinese clinic. A woman was in there because she had a, a tumor in her bladder. And they, they took an ultrasound shot of it and posted it on the left-hand side of the screen. And then they kept a real-time shot of it on the right side of the screen. These four Chinese practitioners came in and started chanting around her. And in the space of about two and a half minutes, the tumor shrunk away and went away. And it's like, okay, I know your body can do that if it gets the right signals. Mm -hmm. So why do I have so many uh, healing modalities? Because... I don't know which one is going to be effective at convincing your subconscious to turn it on and to let it go. And um, I always joke, you know, if you come in from a culture where you believe I need to throw chicken bones on the floor and read the, the, the message, um, and I don't do that, I'm probably not going to get past some of your subconscious barriers to help you heal because you believe that that's what is effective. Just like some people, they've got to have an injection, they've got to have a surgery, they've got to take a pill. Their, their minds are ingrained with that's what they need. And if they come in and they say, oh, I don't think this will work, but I want to give it a try, it's, uh, we've got to talk about that because uh, they already have a barrier up there and I need to get them to the, the possibility that this can work and you can have results that are outside of uh, what they're used to. So uh, I'm, I'm very highly convinced that your subconscious uh, affects you greatly and controls many things around you. How do you find out, so somebody comes in the door, especially in the United States, and we have so many heritages that we are carrying with us. Mm -hmm. So how do you find out, okay, what is the issue here, or what are your heritages that you expect me to have tea leaves or, you know, do mm -hmm. it a certain way? Do you just talk to them, or are you looking at them psychically, or how's that um, I um, I talk to them and listen very carefully to see um, if they're stressed out beyond whatever their their health condition is. And um, a lot of times I get people who have been referred to me, so they do trust the person sending sending them to me. So you know I've passed that first gate. And it's not just a cold call, um, but I, I sound them out, and uh, you know I. Women are, are just so much more intuitive and receptive of all this. I have a very easy time working with women clients in most cases. Mm -hmm. uh, the men are, are a different story, and some are quite open to the idea and, frankly, uh, quite hopeful that without doing surgical treatment or drug treatment, they can take care of an issue. Uh, but I do get some men who are, gee, I don't know, my wife wanted me to come see you. 
Okay, that's a big tip off. You know, okay. Um, what are your views on religion? Do you go to church? Uh, um, you know, do you consider yourself a Christian? Do you, uh, uh, where, where do you think the source of healing comes from? Where do you think the source of disease is? And so I, I get their ideas of what models they have in their head, and uh, we work around that. So I, I get them to a comfortable place. You know, um, I have to say, I find it harder to read men, too. Men are little dense, <laughs> energy-wise. <laughs> so it is kind of harder to read men, uh, as and women are wide open. But um, have you... You know what? I'm going to take a break before we go into this. Um, okay. You know, we've we've been talking about the subconscious and the barriers to it. And I want to come back and talk about, you know, how we get through them and how we get in there and erase them, bring them out. But uh, so I'm going to take a break now and we'll be right back. Hang in. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit AViewThroughTheVeil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit AViewThroughTheVeil.com. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, and we're back with Dave Barnett, uh, Dave the Mystic, who is talking about... Um, the subconscious core beliefs underlying disease that can affect us and keep us in the state of disease. And um, I just wanted to ask you about um, 
Before we left, we were talking about how do you find out what some of these subconscious beliefs are? And I'm going to ask um, ask you what they are. I know that I've asked you how do you get to them, but what are some of them that people hang on to to keep them in state of disease? There's a, a lot of things that people pick up through their life, especially in childhood. Now, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a psychotherapist. I I'm not a psychiatrist. Um, when I'm working with subconscious core beliefs, I muscle test using my hands on behalf of the client. And we identify beliefs out of a standard set that I have that I have them repeat because it's kind of like we need to update your software. They have a problem. So, for example, if um, say you're a little girl and you're four or five years old and your Uncle Charlie comes to visit you know, for a family visit, and Uncle Charlie gets you to the side, and he's got his big stinky cigar, and he says, look, let me tell you, kid, let me wise you up. He said, you don't ever want to be rich. Rich people are unhappy. They have lawyers after them. They have the tax men after them. They can't trust who their real friend is. Trust me, kid, you don't want to be rich. Those things get ingrained. They came from a trusted person. Mm-hmm. So now you grow up. You, you go to uh, get your bachelor's in business, and then you, you get an MBA in marketing, and then you go out there, and you're just going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread in terms of corporate life. And you go out there, and you get so close to making deals, and then they fall apart. Why are they falling apart? It's because you have this thing in your subconscious. It affects your body language. It affects your energies that you're transmitting. It even creates invisible signs over your head that says, don't close a deal with me because I don't want to close a deal and make money. I don't want to be rich. You're helping me wow. to be safe. Yeah. And so this is a very common one that I find in people. Uh, just, uh, you know, if we go in the Wayback Machine, uh, my mom, you know, repeated this one to me because she heard it as a youngster. There was a motivational speaker who came out with this thing, and he may have even been a doctor, and uh, he would have people repeat the phrase, Every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. And, I remember uh, that phrase. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people grew up with that. And yeah. uh, it was seen as just a, a helpful thing to reinforce this. The flip side of that is I really caution my clients to avoid enforcing messages on their body. Um, this is a really strange one. When people say, that's a pain in the ass. If you say that enough, People end up with hemorrhoids. Your body says, <laughs> want a pain in the ass? I'll give you yeah. a pain in the ass. <laughs> and your body can create hemorrhoids. Or same thing with a pain in the neck or my poor aching back. That's one my dad always used. Mm-hmm. What, what did he die of? He got mesothelioma and the tumor in his lung went undetected. It got into the, uh, the, uh, the spine and the ribs. And sure enough, he had a pain in the back his last couple of years of life. He couldn't walk very far. And wow. uh, I just think back to all those years where he just kind of jokingly would say, oh, my poor aching back. Mm. And uh, he reinforced that over and over. You must and be afraid to talk to yourself at all. <laughs> I, I give myself reinforcing positive things. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my body is healthy and whole. My, my body is free of disease. I release the need to manifest symptoms of disease. Uh, those types of things. Those are all very helpful statements. We always want to say them in a positive way. You don't want to say, I'm not sick. You want to say, I am healthy. I'm healthy and whole. I'm, I'm rapidly recovering from my recent illness. All these types of things. Right. And, uh, 
So tell me where you've worked with some people and the outcome, how you got to that, uh, their core, and the outcome. Wow, there's there's, there's been so many. <laughs> Pick <laughs> one some of my favorite stories. Favorites. <laughs> one of my favorites is uh, I have a retired uh, artist friend who also worked for the uh, EPA. Excuse me, and she had a close coworker who also worked for the EPA. Um, about eight or ten years ago, she contacted me and she said, "I'd really like to take you to his house." Uh, he has a, a real strong pain issue, and uh, we got there, and he'd had a tumor form on his femoral artery up near the groin, and they had to cut out that part of the artery and splice in a piece of artificial artery uh, right there on the inside of his leg. And, uh, you know, man-made materials don't always work as well as human materials. And uh, he had a lot of pain with it. He, uh, he could walk with crutches a little bit. And uh, he was kind of uh, just really held back. And uh, he had a daughter who was getting married, and he had a real strong desire that he said, I just want to be able to walk down the aisle with her. Mm-hmm. So we went to, went to the house, and he laid down on the couch. And I worked with him on a variety of modalities, both energy work and also some really core beliefs. And then um, he got up and my friend uh, said that she wanted some some healing work. So uh, she got on the couch and I did some healing work with her. Well, in the background, I kept hearing thump, 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 thump. And uh, I didn't want to break my, my concentration and look, but. So I finished with her, and she sat up and turned around. And this guy is going up and down this five set of stairs to a landing, up and down the stairs with no crutches. And he says, I need to go out and run some errands. And he runs out and gets in his truck. And he says, you guys let yourselves out. Yeah, wow. And it's like, wow, okay. Um, what was so, his core belief that held on to that, though, or, or made that happen? Which is that? He, he, As far as I could tell, he picked up core beliefs that, um, he was likely to have complications from the surgery. Uh, the cancer was life-threatening. Uh, working on that area of his groin and putting in uh, uh, artificial you know, artery material could still mm-hmm. be problematic for him. And then it reinforced it because, yeah, sure enough, it did start hurting uh, as he was recovering. And uh, so all these things yeah. just kind of feed on themselves. So, so he, yeah. he believed the... Uh, the side effects, the negative possibility of outcome uh, that came with the surgery that you've probably been warned about and seen in the, the sheets that the doctor gives you to sign away your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how do you go in without the fear of it not working? I mean, that's like a basic fear. Oh, gosh, I, uh, I've i worked with people uh, who are pre-surgery, mm-hmm. and, and I work from them, with them a couple ways. One is that, uh, you know, all the standard statements that they're going to make it through just fine, no complications from the anesthesia. Uh, another thing I do is I also work with them. I do a lot of inter- entity and energy clearing work for people. And uh, I want to make sure people are protected in the hospital from having, uh, say, earthbound entities, people who've died in the hospital and didn't go to the spiritual plane, from attaching to them while they're in the hospital. And uh, because I also clear hospitals, I clear nurses, I clear wards. Uh, I do things like that. And we so, had a show on about energy and caregivers, mm-hmm. feeding they take. Basically. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you um, work with them before they go into the hospital. Yes. I, I work with them to, to make sure they're safe and protected. Uh, from my viewpoint, 
anything that lowers your level of consciousness, whether it's alcohol, recreational drugs, uh, painkillers, anesthesia, anything like that, makes you more susceptible in having entities or energies attached to you. Uh, it just kind of pulls down your guard. You know, it, it makes it easier for them to uh, kind of ooch up to you and, and become your buddy. I, I tend to think, call it all your doors and windows are open. And yeah, yeah. not protected any longer. You've opened up all the doors and windows and anything can kind of float through. Yeah, here, here's a wonderful story on that. Uh, years ago here in Denver in uh, the area called Lodo, uh, before they rehabilitated it, there were some pretty seedy bars and pretty mm-hmm. divey places. And uh, a lady friend of mine who was clairvoyant one time, for whatever reason, she was stuck down there. And she went into one of those where she, I don't know, she's going to get a drink or just get a soda. And she walks in and she looks at the light fixtures. And uh, they're kind of like a, a little chandelier with three three arms on it. And all, mm-hmm. on all three arms, on all the fixtures, she she saw heads. You know, yeah. like they were a, a treble fish hook with heads stuck on them. And she said, this is not a place I want to be. And she turned right around and left. Uh, yeah. There's that much energy in, in bars because bars, everybody has their, their guard lowered. So a lot of uh, people who've died and who are alcoholics and didn't go to the light, they hang around bars hoping to latch onto somebody else where they can uh, vicariously enjoy the drinking uh, through the, the human who's drinking. Wow. So you're telling us never go into bars again? <laughs> Just keep your guard up and don't get hammered. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, when you see the entities, how do you remove them? Um, I, I started doing clearings in 2008. I had somebody uh, call me when I was on vacation in Las Vegas, and they said, uh, I'm a friend of a friend of your daughter's, and I have phenomena in my house, and I don't know what to do. So I'm hoping you can help. And the story on her house, they got it very cheap and nobody told them why. And then after she moved in, she found out that the previous owner was an elderly man who was a recluse and he'd hanged himself in the basement. And apparently he was still there. And Mm -hmm. uh, she said, I have a male entity who walks up behind me and says my name behind my head. When I'm laying in bed, it comes over and presses on the covers. Uh, My two little children see witches flying out of closets just a lot of stuff. And so I worked on it and uh, pretty much it resolved. And then two weeks later, she said, well, some of it's back. And so I I did another step. Uh, Another spiritual thing that was shown to me was that uh, if people die believing in hell and they think they're sinners and they think they belong in that hell, the universe says yes and puts them into an artificial hell of their own creating. And so uh, I was given an opportunity by spiritual beings to go develop a protocol for retrieving these souls from their personal hells and getting them back to the spiritual plane. So when I revisited this, uh, this case where this lady was still being harassed, uh, sure enough, I found a guy who'd hanged himself in his own personal hell. Uh, mm-hmm. He thought that, you know, suicide was one of those things that condemned you. And I got him out of there, got him all disconnected from the house or anything to do with the house, got him back to the spiritual plane with family, friends, and spiritual support. And then uh, everything stopped at the house. And that, that kind of kicked me off on my career of doing entity and energy clearing. And uh, being an engineer, I have a spreadsheet. So I, I put everybody and everything down one axis that I'm going to clear. And across mm-hmm. the other axis are all the categories. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
my chart just continues to get bigger and bigger over the years uh, as I discover other things I want to add to it to uh, be a reminder of what to remove. Um, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go back into that um, for a minute. How do you remove them? Do you, are they corded into the house? Do you remove cords? Do you bring in some of their friends or family from the other side to get them? Or how do you no, do that? It, when when uh, dealing with earthbounds, when I first started, uh, I did uh, what I call the slow approach. I would go talk to them. What's your story? Who are you? How'd you die? When you die? Why do you want to be here? What would it take for you to leave this and go to the spiritual plane? And after about two years of hearing very mundane stories over and over, you know, it's a Porsche lap. I was walking down the side of the street in 1935, and a truck swerved over and hit me and drove off. Um, it just kind of like, well, these, these people are already confused. If they weren't confused, they'd already be in the spiritual plane. So these, these people don't necessarily know what's best for them or even have a good image of what spirituality means. And uh, so I developed a technique. I essentially uh, round them up. I put them on a school bus. I take them to a temple that I've created in a parking lot by a metaphysical bookstore here in town, drop them off in that temple. There's every kind of spiritual guide or leader that they could desire. Every family member shows up that they need, and we move them over in mass. And so I, I don't mess around anymore with uh, what's your story? Who are you afraid of? You know, will your grandma be sufficient to walk you home? I, I don't do that anymore. I just... I just kind of round them up for for other uh, entities. Uh, I take like the person that I'm clearing. I put them in a thing that looks like a soundproof uh, room, like you would see in a radio station. And uh, the person's inside the glass. I'm outside, so I'm protected. Uh, I have my spiritual guides and spiritual team, archangels and others inside. And we sequentially uh, summon out these entities, uh, work with them, and uh, Basically, on dark entities, I just tell them you have three choices. We either send you back to the dark realm, where you'll be punished for failing. We can send you to the spiritual realm, where you can get on a path of evolution. And Archangel Michael and his helpers will be happy to take you. Or we can just dissolve your energy to the universe. Those are your only three choices. And uh, so that's that's how I remove the, the dark entities and uh, the demons and things like that. And then there's others that come out, and, and we just take care of them. But everything I clear, I move to the uh, spiritual plane into a safe place. I, I don't just come in and do a clearing and throw things out the front door and let them run around the yard. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't like Looking that for someone else. Yeah. 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 I have to ask too, when you were talking about that, that, um, that room, like the soundproof with the glass, is that um, psychically you set that up or is yes. that an actual yes. physical thing? Okay. No, that's, that's spiritually in a, it's in a healing temple that I have in the spiritual plane. Oh, okay. That's good. I, I had to ask that one. Um, with the entities, how did they bring them in? Or how did, you know, how did they bring them in? Was that like being in the bar or was it a trauma or, you know, how did you, they you, you can You can bump into these things and... I don't know exactly what it means, but there's some type of vibrational match or energy match. And so you can pass by a whole lot of entities and um, they may not even perceive you. They're at a different vibrational level, but you may occasionally come across one that's at the same vibrational level. And uh, I just see that um, 
you know, part of the challenge of being on this planet is that we are going to have dark things here to deal with. That's uh, Earth is a place to learn. Earth is a boot camp for the universe to come and overcome challenges and to grow very rapidly spiritually. We, we grow much faster here than most of the extraterrestrials because uh, we don't have telepathy. Uh, we have emotions. We have free will. And uh, so I, I always tell people Earth is the roughest, roughest, toughest place in the universe. And souls are lined up to have the experience so they can grow very rapidly. So we're here to be challenged. And that includes having dark entities to learn from. Certainly it's a challenge. Um, now, the dark energies, do they make you sick as well? So they, if somebody comes in and, and they're physically ill, can that I, be a dark energy as well? It, it can be. Uh, that, that can affect their health. And um, there's other things around them that can affect their health. So there's, there, there's many uh, different spiritual causes of disease. Uh, I, I created a worksheet, and we can talk about that in, in a few minutes. Uh, but it's the idea is that a lot of people who come to me say, I've tried everything else, Dave, you know, kind of jokingly, you know, you, you're, you're my last hope or, you know, what have I got to lose? And uh, what I find on that is we, again, we have to get into your subconscious. We have to get into your spirituality to find out why you're a block to healing, why, why the injection didn't work, why the treatment didn't work, why the surgery didn't work, why the hands-on healing didn't work, why the Reiki didn't work. Uh, why the acupuncture didn't work. You know, what is it in your body that's keeping you away from getting to a state of healing? And so that's why I drill down into so many of these other esoteric things that go beyond, uh, you know, the, the what many other people look at uh, when they're doing their work. Okay, let's take a break before we get into that. And um, we're going to come back and we're going to take a look at your your sheet, your, your, you know, your sheet on what's doing this to us. Um, All right. So we'll be right back with Dave, the mystic. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play finding your frequency podcast on TuneIn. One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Do you feel that you want more from your life but keep finding yourself in the same spot? It is time to break free from self-defeating patterns and limiting beliefs. Find out more by tuning in to Let's Talk About It with nationally recognized psychotherapist Dr. Jamie Lacey. Learn to create healthy lifestyle choices so that you can be the best you. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have executive function challenges? Actually, these are a lot more common than you would think. These challenges include time management issues, organization, planning, focusing, memory, and problem solving. If this sounds like you, you'll want to check out Focus on Success. 
With Fozzie Acosti, you'll hear from professionals that offer advice based on their expertise and provide solutions to improve your life. Focus on Success can be heard Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, we're back with uh, Dave Barnett, Dave the Mystic, and he's telling us about the subconscious uh, core beliefs as well as um, energy, base, energy vibrations that are off that cause disease. And uh, he actually has a spreadsheet, a sheet that he uses, and I'm going to give it to him to explain that to us. Hi. Well, again, being an engineer, I like to itemize things, summarize them. It's, it's easier than reiterating them every time. And so I have a sheet that I call the Disease Causes Worksheet. And uh, I've just collected things that uh, can affect people's health. And um, I use muscle testing to identify the primary cause. We work with that and we'll look at a secondary cause, a third cause, a fourth cause. Uh, for example, one on here uh, that I have is uh, previous lifetimes, problems in previous lifetimes. So my view of the, the world on past lifetimes and past incarnations is that those lives are still ongoing. They're not over and done with, and the film is in the can. And so just as we're, you know, I'm 65 right now, I may have a past lifetime who's 25, and they're just proceeding on their timeline just as I am. And uh, there's a possibility that Maybe that 25-year-old is working in a rock quarry. Maybe they're a slave in Greece. And maybe a, a rock falls and crushes their foot. Well, let and me some, stop you there. This is yeah. like parallel rather than um, one after the other. This is still one after the other. But oh, they're, still on, they're still ongoing. Yeah, but I'm, the, they're happening at the same time? They're happening at the same time okay, in, that's the, the in the, in the past. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, so this poor, poor version of Dave crushes his foot with a, a boulder, and then uh, I'm going through my life, and all of a sudden, unexpectedly, my foot starts to hurt. It aches. It hurts. I go see the doctor. They take lots of x-rays, can't find anything wrong. Other people do their own tests, and I'm walking around hobbling with this sore foot, and I start checking, and sure enough, I check on how many past lives have foot injuries that are disabling, and maybe I get five lifetimes, and then I just start working through uh, who could potentially be reaching forward in time, sort of seeking help or aid in some uh, mysterious way that I would pay attention to it. And I can, if I'm working with myself or if I'm working with someone else, I can have another person be a surrogate for this past lifetime. We can do healing work on them just as if they're here. And then once we are finished with their healing work, then we have them release the need to reach forward to my current life and to affect me. And so 
uh, we can look at these these past lifetimes. Uh, I find this very, very frequently on women with neck injuries. Where do they get neck injuries in past lifetimes? Well, they're witches. They're hanged, they're beheaded, they're suffocated, strangled, drowned, uh, mm. all of which cause neck things. Uh, you know, I'm sure talking to uh, this general audience, a lot of women can identify with the fact that they can't wear jewelry around their neck, they can't wear a button collar, they can't wear a turtleneck. Uh, if their husband or boyfriend tries to gently caress her by putting their hands around uh, towards her neck, they, they shrink away from it. And uh, we can work with that. You know, I, I work with phobias and fears because I find uh, the majority of them come from how you were killed in other lifetimes, uh, whether it's claustrophobia or fear of things around the neck, uh, all these types of things, or chronic neck pains, uh, very common one uh, due to these past lives. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you, how do you remove that energy? Well, we work with a, um, a couple of ways. One is we can work directly with a particular past life if that identifies itself. Otherwise, I walk them through forgiveness scripts uh, for the people who hurt them or harmed them in other lifetimes to release that karmic energy that ties them to them because of uh, those injuries or damage. And then I walk them through another script uh, to just repeat that disconnects this lifetime from those lifetimes. There's no longer a need for this lifetime to be reminded. And uh, then uh, we may do some uh, core beliefs on just releasing the need to have neck pains, neck issues. You know, this is all over and done with now. And mm-hmm. people frequently get relief from this. How, um, if we have multiple lifetimes and we hurt through, you know, something has happened to us through every one of them, why do some things um, come through and come into this lifetime and other things don't? I, I, I think it's some, uh, you know, hard to determine quality of psychic connection. Uh, just like, you know, how many people do we know, mothers uh, who have multiple children, maybe grown children, and all of a sudden they get that, oh, my goodness, Susie just had a car wreck. Well, how'd you know? I don't know. I just, I, I picked up that Susie mm-hmm. has a car wreck. Okay, so the mother got it for Susie. Why did she get it for Susie, but she's never gotten it for Bobby or Tommy? I don't know. There was something there that made that connection that says, I'm in distress, I need help. And uh, I see that occasionally in people from past lifetimes, but also parallel lifetimes. Uh, my view on parallel lifetimes is as you go through life and you make a critical decision, you can spin off another copy of you that chooses the other option so that your higher self gets the experience of both outcomes. Well, sometimes those parallel lives you spin off end up in dire straits. They end up in a very bad way. You were in a car wreck and you had a fender bender and you walked away. That same car wreck in their reality produced crippling uh, conditions and they're stuck in a hospital bed in intractable pain. Uh, Sometimes now these lives are reaching out to us saying, I'm in distress, I need help. And so, again, we work with them uh, to help them get control of their lives, their pain, their issues, and then we help them release the need to contact the person in this reality and to quit bothering them, basically. Hmm. Do you heal the one in the other reality then? Yes, we we work on healing them so they they can move forward. Uh, A lot of them are in situations where Basically, they've just been stuck in a hospital bed, giving painkillers, and said, "You know, you know, just tough it out and uh, find that situation." Another common one, sad to say, is you know, a woman here says, uh, decides, you know, in, in high school, 
I'm going to get my college or high school degree. I'm going to get my college degree. I'm going to be a successful person. I'm going to be self-supporting. They may spin off another one of them and says, I don't need this high school degree. I can get out now. I can start working. I can take care of myself. And things get really bad. They end up on the street. They, they may get into a life of prostitution and they may end up getting beat up. I get a lot of women with facial pain. And I find it's because they have a parallel life who's a prostitute getting beaten. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we work on rehabilitating the, the prostitute to get them off the streets and then releasing the need to contact the, the person here. Wow. So you have to go find your, your double yes. to heal them, to heal you. <laughs> in, in some cases, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So at the same time, if something happens to you, it can be sent over to the other one. Do you ever work that way? Uh, I've never really come across that. I think that uh, for whatever reason, you know, if you if you look at your life and your other lives, whether it's past lives or parallel lives, say you have a giant gemstone and it has thousands of facets on it. Your mm-hmm. life is one of those facets. Your higher self is the bulk of that gemstone. Technically, you can't see over the horizon to those other lives, but they can still possibly go through the higher self, through that energy of that gemstone. To, to affect you. And so sometimes we need to sort that out to, to see how to release those energies. When you look at somebody psychically, can you see it coming in from their other self? or? I probably could. I usually muscle test these things just to uh-huh. identify um, where the likelihood is. And then as soon as I start getting down into a category, then I'll start getting intuitive hits about the, the situation of the other person. Um, the, your healing work, um, you believe has been the key to, or you believe healing work is the key to spiritual development. And that's what you found with your own life, I assume. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things that you always hear is that we're in oneness, uh, we're one with everybody. And, uh, so I joke about, uh, when you become a healer, it's a selfish thing because, uh, if you make somebody else feel better, you make yourself feel better because you are feeling what is going on with them. It's kind of like an old story from Native Americans about, you know, one tree or one leaf on a tree saying, uh, I'm better than you, uh, you know, not realizing that it has a common connection to the other leaf. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think, you know, people have to acknowledge that we're energetically tied together. And if somebody is starving, somebody's cold, somebody's hurting, uh, it's going to affect all of us at some level. And uh, the more we do to heal them, the better we're going to feel. So uh, why not? And, uh, you know, I also like to say, you know, when disciples came to Jesus and said, Master, there's other people out there healing in your name. What do you think about that? And he says, are they getting results? And they said, well, yeah. And he goes, leave them alone. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of the way. (laughs) Let them do it. Let them do it. Let them do it. Now, do you believe you were a healer in a past life? Oh, absolutely. parallel life? Yeah, if I check for being a healer of any form in past lives, I get 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 45, 44. So I get 44 lives mm-hmm. uh, where I was in some way a healer. And it could be shamanic. It could be herbs. It could be a doctor. It could be an Egyptian priest. Uh, who knows? So do you believe all of that information came into this life, even though you had to go take classes? I think it could be inspiring. I think it could be tapped into. Um, you know, again, we're given this life as a blank slate, and we have lots of learning opportunities, and they don't want to uh, spoil the surprise, so to speak. So 
yeah, there are some people who get you know big downloads. I get downloads of information probably as needed, uh, but some of them are surprised where they come from. You know, at the moment it's like, oh my goodness, you know, that just came so easily to me. Where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, thing, things like that. When I do it, I just do psychic work, and and I believe their spirit tells me mm-hmm. what to tell them. Basically, it's been shouting at them, and they can't hear it or don't <laughs> want to hear it. So they come to me to, I'm like the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they go through me because uh, they're not listening, don't want to hear it, or can hear it, whichever the case is. And then once again, it's brought up, it's usually dissipates. Well, that, that's very much like the story about the, the guy in his house and, uh, you know, the big storms are coming or even the hurricane and the water's rising and the fire truck comes by and says, you got to get out of your house. And he goes, oh, no, no, God will provide. And then and people come by in a boat, get in a boat, you're going to drown. Oh, no, God will provide. And then a helicopter comes over, grab the, grab the sling. Come on, get in the helicopter. You're going to be flooded out. You're going to drown. Oh, no, God will take care of me. And then he drowns and then he gets in front of God and, uh, he says, God, why didn't you save me? And he goes, I sent you a fire truck. I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> You've turned them all away. <laughs> yes. Turned them all yes. down. Which modality, we only have a few minutes, but which modality do you rely on the most or do you like the most? I would guess this is subconscious core beliefs. There's mm-hmm. uh, so many modalities I use, but um just working with those seems to have so much impact on so many phases of a person's life. I, I view everything that I do in, in all my uh, metaphysical gifts as being healing in some form or other. It, it helps people uh, recover spiritually or physically or mentally or emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps them move forward somehow. And, right. uh, you know, can somebody heal from being chronically broke and unable to make money? Yeah, that's a form of healing to get them out of a mindset that says, uh, I, I just, uh, I never make money. I never hold on to money. If I get a windfall, it slides through my fingers. Uh, those are all, you know, very harsh things. And uh, can you be healed from those as you, if you use the word healing? Yeah, you, you can. So, so uh, Dave, if someone wants to work with you, um, how do they get hold of you? And can they, can you do it remotely or on Zoom or phone or? Oh, absolutely. I, Anything I do, I can do remotely, and probably 95% of my clients are remote. Uh, I use phone, I use Zoom, WhatsApp, Skype, and uh, the easiest way to contact me is uh, go on my website, davethemystic.com. I have some wonderful little short videos there to discuss uh, my services, and I have a mail-in form. Uh, One thing on the form, I'd like you to put your time zone so I know appropriate times to respond to you to... uh, you know, schedule or to answer your questions. Um, but it's, uh, yeah. The, and if the, they want to see you useful. in purpose, in, pers- <laughs> in person, <laughs> on purpose, in person, <laughs> how yes. did you do that? I, I have an office at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. It's a metaphysical bookstore that also has uh, training in areas. Uh-huh. In it's Denver, in, it's yeah. in Littleton. It's uh, right by Arapahoe Community College on Rapp Street. It's 5808 South Rapp discover your spiritual gifts. And I have an officer and I do meet clients there face to face if they desire. Mm-hmm. That's great. And you also do some uh, fairs. Yes. Uh, the big ones here in Denver are the body, mind, spirit fair, which is March and September. So the next one will be in September. And uh, it used to be at uh, merchandise Mart, but now it's 
it's up at the uh, uh, what is the Crown, Crown Plaza, Plaza I think yeah hotel yeah up yeah at I seventy and uh, oh, I can't remember Cross Street now that's uh, out by the airport Pena or something like it's, that it's yeah. right by Pena Boulevard yeah but yeah. they can get hold of you and, and make an appointment there as well yes yes okay listen I want to thank you for being on you've been a wealth of knowledge I I, I feel like we only touched the surface but it tells everybody <laughs> how much there is to get hold of you to work with you on. So that's great. So thanks so much for coming on. And well, if anybody, if anybody wants to get hold of me, they can go to a view through the veil.com. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for metaphysics A View through the veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.